we don't want to idolize people, but in contrast, we don't want to isolate from people. Because meaningful, godly relationships are such a huge part of our life. We don't want to isolate, nor do we want to idolize. We want to walk with wise people. Why? Because the people we allow into our life, the people we allow to speak into our life, are going to influence the direction we take in life and where we end up. So Proverbs 13, we're talking about walking with the wise, walking with people who are shaping our life. Number one is this. Who, so who are these wise people? Who are these people that we want to do life with? They're people who are following God. Proverbs says this, that it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the holy is understanding. So we should follow people who are following God, who fear God or have a respect of God, who have God as a priority in their life. And I ask you this question, are you following people who are following God? The people that you're listening to, the people that you're doing life with, are they people that are, are pointing you towards God, that are, are encouraging you to walk with God? Or are they leading you away from God? Are they leading you away from God? Because Proverbs talks about how that people in our life, they shape and guide us in our life. And many times, look, we, we follow people who are making really, really foolish decisions, and we start listening to those those people speak into our life. And so we find we can find ourselves making bad choices because we listen to the wrong voices. We listen to foolish people. We listen to people that are not following after God. And that's true of the people that we like spend time with physically. And even the people we spend time with in the sense of the people we allow to influence us, who we listen to, certain podcasts, certain people. And, and this is really, really important to know. I know you guys know this. We should know this. But look, just because someone is like really talented in a certain area doesn't mean they have life wisdom, right? Just because someone's really a really good athlete doesn't mean they have like a lot of life wisdom either. Just because someone has this outward beauty or maybe they have a beautiful voice or they're, they're, they're good at what they do in one area doesn't mean that we should invite them into our life to give us life wisdom in other areas of our life. Because sometimes those people can lead us down a foolish path. So follow people who are following God. Follow people who are following God. Uh, Proverbs talks about in Proverbs 26, 3, it says, A whip for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, a rod for a fool's back. What does that mean? We should go around hitting foolish people? No, it, it's talking about how that foolish people, though, they learn from painful consequences. They learn from, we call it learning the hard way. Now, if we're honest, we've all been there, right? We've learned the hard way. We've been foolish and we've, and, and we've learned from painful consequences. But you know what we should do? We should look at the direction and the results, the consequences of the choices people are making and learn from those things. Because there's a lot of foolish people. In fact, Proverbs tells us, look, don't, don't follow and listen to instruction from people that are foolish. Why? Because we're going to go down that path. We need to follow people who are following God. Look and see. You know, if, if someone's giving you all this life advice, but their life is falling apart, then why would we follow that advice? Any uh, Dave Ramsey fans? Any guys like Dave Ramsey? A few, there was quite a few at 9.30, but a few of you like Dave Ramsey, you've probably seen this or heard this, one of uh, Dave's rants. 
Dave goes on these like rants. They're actually pretty humorous to, to watch and listen to. But Dave Ramsey was talking about, I think it was, um, he was talking about how people that say you shouldn't pay off your mortgage because, hey, the interest, it's a tax write-off. Like, it, you know, well, if you know Dave Ramsey, you know, like, you know, he, he, he's just going to come unglued over that. And he did. And he goes on this rant about, you know, you're listening to people who are broke. He talks about listening to your broke brother-in-law instead of the millionaires who are following his steps. And we kind of see his frustration. And maybe you've been there too, where you're an expert, you're a trained professional in an area. It's like maybe what you do for a living, it's what you're good at. And someone who has no clue whatsoever, like, you know, tries to come along and contradict your advice, who has never done it. And the thing is like, look, if we're wise, we're not gonna listen to people and or should it follow people whose life is being destroyed, who are suffering painful consequences because they continually follow foolish people. Don't follow foolish people. Now, again, look, all of us to a degree, we've made foolish choices. So I'm not saying just because someone has made a foolish choice in the past, you can never listen to them. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying people were con continually, consistently making those foolish choices and you see the harm and devastation, why would we allow those people to speak into our life and give us advice? Follow people who are following God. And let me say this as well, and this I probably should have said in the introduction, but look, I'm not talking about that we never like invest in people or pour our life into people who aren't where we're at spiritually. Like, no, we're, Jesus said we're the light of the world. And he says, how can we be the light of the world if we hide that light? No, we're to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. And you know what that means as a church who is, we are passionate about reaching people who don't know Christ. That means to put ourselves in uncomfortable places. That means to invest in people who don't know Christ or invest in people maybe who are believers and are new believers. And we're inviting them into our life to try to mentor, to try to help them, to try to point them to Christ. So that's not what I, when, when we're talking about not following foolish people, I'm not talking about not being a light and a witness and a testimony for Christ. Amen. But we are talking about not allowing ourselves to be influenced and allowing foolish people to be in that inner circle of the people who speak into our life. Because again, where we'll be down the road, where your family, where your kids will be is highly determined, is highly determined by the people that you follow. And that's why being a part and connected to, to a good church is so, so important. It's so important. And sometimes people, and, and especially today, there's this movement out there. There's this trend out there of, hey, the, you know, well, the church isn't a building. It's like, well, amen. I agree with that. But the church gathering, the church coming together, not just on a Sunday, but doing life together is so, so important. In fact, I would argue there's much of the New Testament that presupposes Believers are going to come together. They're going to gather together. And again, that might look different. Yes, we have Sunday gatherings, but we also gather throughout the week in smaller groups. We try to provide opportunities, what, for the church to gather. Why? Because we need to do life together with wise people who are following God. People who are following God. Don't make the mistake of following foolish people to harm and destruction. So number one, follow people who are following God. Who are these wise people? Well, they're people who are peacemakers. Proverbs 20 verse three tells us this, that it is an honor, 
it's an honor to stay away from people who are always causing strife. It says, an honor for a man to cease or to stop from strife and fighting. But every fool will be meddling. It says, stay away from these people. It's honorable if you stay away from people who are always fighting, who are always in drama. Like, you know people like that? They're constantly in drama. It doesn't matter what, what they're a part of. There's going to be conflict and drama. The Bible says, look, don't, don't, be, don't, don't be with those people. In fact, it's even stronger language. Proverbs 22 gives even stronger language. It says this in Proverbs 22, verse 24 and 25. Make no friendship with an angry man. With a furious man, thou shalt not go. But stay away from angry people. Why? Lest thou learn his ways. And you get a snare or a trap for your soul. Because you, you and I are going to become like those people. Like those people that we're with. And angry people can be very dangerous people. Not just emotionally, not just spiritually, but physically. They can put you in harm's way. We've got uh, a few people here at Crosspoint that have law enforcement backgrounds. And they could testify to this. That people that, that, that really faced some, some really horrible situations because they were with people who couldn't control their anger. They picked fights and were in the wrong places. And, and, and angry people can lead you down a path of destruction. By the way, let me just say this. Like if, you're, if you're dating somebody that's always angry, that you're afraid of, run from that relationship. Run as far as you can from that relationship. And don't even think about getting back into that relationship until you've seen a time of, of repentance. Time of repentance. Because that's not the, the person you want to be with. Someone that makes you fearful. Someone that, that's always angry. And again, I'm not saying that, that, that there's, like, oh, look, all, all of us, if we're honest, we probably struggle in that area, right? Of losing our temper, being short or quick with people. But I'm talking about people where it's just a habitual thing in their life. Where they're always flying off the handle. Where you just feel like you're walking on eggshells because you don't know what's going to set them off. That's a dangerous person. And... Look, if maybe you're here and you struggle with that. And, and I would encourage you, look, if you're a follower of Christ, allow the Holy Spirit to control your emotions, not your anger. And if, you know, for a lot of times it's people that don't know Christ. And, and those are people we need to be cautious of. I'll say this a little bit just in conclusion, but, you know, there's a difference. There's some foolish people, but there's also some evil people. Foolish people you help, we, we should help, but with boundaries. Evil people... We need to steer clear of them. It's not that they're beyond help, but they're beyond your help. We pray for them. Try to point them maybe towards, towards professional help. People that can help them. Pastors, godly counselors. Because there are evil people in this world. There's people that are abusive, manipulative. And, and we need to be cautious of that. We need to teach our kids about being cautious of those types of people. See, foolish people can hurt you, but a lot of times it's unintentionally. They're just selfish. They're just thinking about themselves. But all, there are evil people out there also that we need to be cautious of and we need to be aware of. And a lot of times, these not all the time, but a lot of times they can be people who are really, really angry people. So like, I'm, I won't forget this. I was talking in the 930 service and uh, J Jake was in here and he remembers this. But like when I was um, a few, or actually more than a few years, several years back when I coached basketball, there was this particular team that we played. And this coach just had like, I mean, it was, again, it wasn't like there's the normal just intensity in a game. 
right? Like that's understandable. Like I'm not saying a coach has to be like super polite and soft spoke. No, there's a time like you, you get heated, right? It's intense. And like, that's kind of part of the normal game. Well, this coach, he was beyond that. I mean, this coach got so angry one time. We, we played a game. We're supposed to have another game after. He got so angry, he packed up his team on the bus and left after the first game. And as they're leaving, I'm like, you know, coach, we have another game, don't we? And he's like, not with these refs. I mean, he got so angry at the refs. Now, again, I'm thankful for God's grace, and I wouldn't want people to, you know, to judge me by certain moments in life. I coached for nine years. I'm pretty proud of this record. I only got two career technicals in nine years. Like, that's pretty good, right? Two technicals in nine years. But let's go back to talking about somebody else's sin. Uh, so, so though this coach, like, but the thing is, like, this just escalated over the years. I mean, this person had a real, real issue. Like, it, the final straw, this escalated, this was years later, is that, like, in the middle of the game, he came over, like, face, just, like, veins popping out. He pointed at our assistant coach, and I don't even know, like, exactly what happened or what he said or thought he said, but he, in the middle of the game, comes over, points his finger and says, you sit down and shut up. It was just like, whoa. <laughs> but you know what? And, and again, this was someone that was older in, in ministry and at the time felt like it probably wasn't my place to confront them. Looking back, you know, that maybe that wasn't the case. Maybe that, that I should have. But, but you, you see that. And, and again, ultimately, I don't, I don't know this person's heart. I don't know if this person was truly a believer. Again, maybe it just so happened that every time, you know, we played them, we just got under their skin because we beat them. I don't know. But, but you know, what? I say this, if that person truly is a believer, what a really bad testimony. What a really bad testimony to just be so enraged you can't even control your emotions. You know, Proverbs warns us to stay away from people who are always in the middle of strife, people that can't control their anger for many reasons, but they can be dangerous people. Now, look, there is such thing as a righteous anger. There is such thing as godly troublemakers when we stand for right and we stand against sin, right? And we should all be willing, you know, to, to, to stand the times when we need to stand and be a godly troublemaker if necessary. But that's not what Proverbs is talking about. It's talking about people that are always looking to stir up strife. They're the kind of people who can take the smallest thing and blow it up into big drama. But you know what godly people do? They can take things that potentially could be like big blowups and they can diffuse it. Again, I'm not talking about, you know, covering up sin or injustice. I'm talking about just in relational conflict with people. Humble, godly people can diffuse that. We'll talk about that some more next week when we're talking about how we deal with conflict in our relationships. Because even with walking with wise people and godly people going the same direction, look, we're we're sinners being sanctified, amen? So there's going to be conflict that comes up, and we want to be able to handle that in a, in a godly, biblical way. But here we're talking about people that are foolish and evil. We need to be cautious. Don't walk with them. Why? Because, man, we're going we're gonna to learn their ways. So walk with people who are following God. Walk with people who are peacemakers. Walk with people, thirdly, people who will sharpen you. People who will sharpen you. Proverbs 27, 17 says that iron sharpeneth iron. So sharpeneth the countenance, or so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. You and I need to do life with people who are bringing out the best in us. People that are challenging us. People that are, that are helping us walk closer to Christ. Again, and that can go with not just, you know, 
not just where we want to be spiritually, but in all other aspects of life. I mean, again, what we're focusing on is our walk with Christ and, and spiritual goals. But this can also apply to other things as well. Like, I mean, if you have like these fitness goals that you want to hit and you want to accomplish and, and you have a, a friend that you're always with that's constantly discouraging you in that. Like, look, they're not sharpening you. They're discouraging you. You want to you be with people that are, that are walking that same direction, that are going to encourage you and, and and, and, and provoke you in a godly way, in a good way, to reach some of those goals. You know, maybe you have financial goals, certain things that, that you want to start doing, or, you know, nothing wrong with those things. But surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you in those areas, that aren't going to discourage you. Friends that will even hold you accountable in those areas. We need to walk with people who are going to sharpen us. And again, back to why, look, this is so important that we have a community, that we don't live in isolation, that we have people in our life, that we have godly friends, that we have good friends in our life who are going to encourage us and, and build us up. And maybe you're here today and honestly, like you're looking for those relationships. Well, you're in the right place. You're in the right place to find those meaningful relationships with people who are like-minded or at least should be here, here at church, here with other fellow believers. So I would encourage you, like, if you're not part of a connection group, come join one. Come, we have one that meets Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every night of the week. We have, even as I was talking about more opportunities, this men's, this men's group that's meeting once a month on Saturdays to talk about, um, it, it's more than just, you know, writing letters. It's actually, it's talking about building a legacy and having meaningful relationships and men seeing the responsibility with people in our life and taking that responsibility. Maybe like for you, like that's, that's something that you would find you need to, to, to be with other men who will sharpen you. There's a, a group that meets every Sunday afternoon with the Panjwanis that they host and where they dive even deeper into Bible study and, and for take a few hours on a Sunday afternoon. And my point is this, we try to provide a lot of opportunities, but it's even beyond just having opportunities. It's having that as a way of life where you and I make a commitment that we're going to walk with godly, wise people. People that will sharpen you. And be this person too, by the way. Be the friend that's going to, going to encourage and build people up. And again, it doesn't mean we're, we're going to talk about not flattering people, right? But not just, not just patting people on the back, giving compliments, but truly challenging them. And, and truly being there and, and being accountable with people. So we want to walk with people who are following God. Secondly, we want to walk uh, with people who are peacemakers. Thirdly, walk with people who will sharpen you. Not negative people. Not people who are always talking about other people. But people that are encouraging you. People that are building up you. People that are, that are like-minded. People that will sharpen you. Then number four, walk with people who are honest with you. People who are honest with you. Proverbs 27.6 says this, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. In other words, being brutally honest is better than flattery. Again, that doesn't give us a, a, an excuse to be a jerk and be mean to people. Like, sometimes like we, people can hide behind that. Well, I was just telling them the truth. Yeah, well, you were a jerk about it. Like you were really unkind. You can speak it in a kinder way. You can bring it up in a more discerning way. But, but look, a true friend, a true friend is sometimes going to tell us things we don't like to hear. A true friend is sometimes going to tell us just the hard, honest truth instead of flattering us. Because flattery is, is just encouraging you to continually down, going down a wrong path. 
And that's not a true friend. People who are honest with you. And, and maybe there's people like in your life, and I've seen this, like, and, and a lot of times, like, so I was a youth pastor for like nine years. So this was like, you know, one of those topics you talk about all the time. But you know what I find? This is just as relevant and this is just as important for us as adults to make sure we're walking with wise people, to make sure we're surrounding. Again, I'm not talking about people that we're reaching or far from God. I'm talking about that inner circle of people that we are allowing to speak into our life and people to influence us. We need to make sure we're walking with people who aren't flattering us, but who are honest with us. Because there might be people that are, that are encouraging you and, 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 and maybe like at first it seems like, oh, I've got this wonderful support group. But my question is this, is that support group a companion of fools who are encouraging you and flattering you going down a wrong path? Because a true friend is going to speak the truth. A true friend is going to speak the truth. And yet, so that, that's a two-way street. That means when godly friends tell us sometimes things that aren't always easy to hear, that we don't like just get offended and X them out of our life because they tell us something we don't want to hear. But that we look at that and we're grateful for that. That we're thankful there's people who speak the truth. We want to walk with people. Talking about walking with wise people. To be wise. Walk with people who are going to be honest with you. And then lastly, walk with people who truly care about you. The Proverbs 19.4 talks about this. It says that, that, that wealth makes many friends, but the poor separated from his neighbor. In other words, like there are people out there who are only your friend, friend because they have an ulterior motive. They don't truly care about you. They'll use you. They'll use you. Again, that's why it's like, sometimes it's really hard, that line of knowing, okay, I want to put myself outside of a comfort zone if I'm really going to help people who are far from God. Um, and, and we want to do that, right? We should do that. But also knowing, okay, I don't want to put myself in a relationship with people that are going to harm me. And, and again, sometimes that line's hard to know where that is. And I'm hoping that we can have some good, meaningful discussions on this in our, in our connection groups, because there's a lot of wise people um, that come in, in, or people, we're pursuing wisdom, I should say, right? Like we're, we're all on that journey, but and so, so sometimes those conversations help with people from their experiences of living this out, but we need to walk with people who truly care about us. I think about the, the parable Jesus gave of the, the prodigal son. Remember that again, I, it's not the main point of the parable, but in that parable, the prodigal son, he gets his inheritance he goes off and what does he do? He, he, he lives this, 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 this fun lifestyle and he has a lot of people around him. He has a lot of friends around him until when? Until his money's gone. Until he's broke. And then they're nowhere to be found. And you know what? There are people like that in life. There's people like that in life where the, the moment that you no longer can be of what they think benefit to them, they're nowhere to be found. And that's why it's important. Like maybe, maybe you do find some affirmation in people that are encouraging you, but it's encouraging you down a wrong path. But when you truly need a friend, when you truly need people, unfortunately, they're not going to be there for you. We need to surround ourselves with people, a community of believers who truly care about us, who truly care about us. Because there are foolish people out there. And again, we want to help people but we need to be wise and have boundaries for two reasons. 
Number one is this, because if you allow people to use you, what's going to happen is it's going to drain you of all energy. So you have nothing left to give to people who truly want you to help them and mentor them and give wisdom to. You're going to be burnt out because foolish people are, are irresponsible. Like they just, you know, they try to, they, they always push that responsibility off. And many times out of guilt, a lot of times they'll quote a Bible verse to like make you feel guilty about bailing them out. And they can be draining emotionally, spiritually, physically, maybe financially. And they're always, they're always making you feel guilty about help. But here's the thing. Yes, we want to help them, but with boundaries, because we don't want them to drain us to where we can't truly help other people. And then secondly, because there's a point where we're just enabling and we're not truly helping. And I know that's one of those things that's, you know, maybe an awkward, hard truth that that, that is the case sometimes. And that's where, again, like it's hard to sometimes know that balance. We need wisdom. We need to, to, to ask God to give us wisdom to know that because we don't want to shut the door and push people out just because they're broken and they need and they need help. But we also don't want to become someone that just enables, you know, and, and I always go to Romans like in a, many, many times I've talked about in Romans where it talks about like, you know, helping those in need and loving like Jesus. But it says for their edification, for their edification, there's a point when what we're doing is truly not helping them anymore. It's truly not building them up. It's hurting. And so, yes, let's love people. Let's be there for people. Let's reach out to people, but let's have wisdom. And let's make sure the people in that inner circle that are influencing us and speaking into our life are people that truly care about us. So in conclusion, here's the application. Here's two, two questions, two things I wanna ask you to commit to. Two things I wanna ask you to commit to. Number one, is to commit to being that wise person for other people. Walk with other people. Walk with other people. And that's why it's important we don't live a life of, as a believer in isolation. Again, we have the word of God, the spirit of God to guide us. So I know in that sense, like that's enough. But also when we, we see the scripture, we see that our life is actually meant to live in community with believers. In community. So I'm asking you to make a commitment to be that person who's willing to bring others on that journey, to walk with other people, to be wise and to, and, and, and to mentor other people. Don't, don't, don't buy into the selfish Christianity of it. it's just about me. No, it's who are you mentoring? Who are you being a blessing to? And then secondly, make a commitment to walking with wise people. Having that inner circle, people who are going to encourage you to follow God, People who are peacemakers, pe people who are, are truly, that truly care about you, people, uh, people who are going to be honest with you, people who are going to sharpen you and strengthen you. Commit to walking with those people. Honestly, I mean, like we could have we listed a lot more than those five people as we look through Proverbs. And hopefully, I would actually encourage you to do this, to read. I meant to say this at the beginning, but you know, read a proverb a day. There's 31 Proverbs, so you can read one you know, every day of the, of the month or some months. And then, you know, maybe some months you got to double up when you get to 30, but, but read, read those Proverbs. There's a lot of just godly wisdom. And that's something I'm glad that I had people encourage me to start doing when I was young. And to this day, like if someone's preaching from Proverbs or they start reading a verse, as I hear the verse in my mind, I can like, I can finish the verse most of the time because it's just, it's in my, in my mind. Again, it's more than just being in your mind. We actually have to live it too, but, but I would encourage you, 
pour into the scripture. Pour into the Proverbs as we're studying it. Maybe that's something you want to do. Um, I know we're you know, close to the middle of the month, but maybe you want to start doing it tomorrow or today and, and read through the Proverbs. Commit to making wise decisions, godly decisions. Look, there's not a shortage of advice out there, but what, what we need is godly advice. What we need is true wisdom. And that comes from the word of God, listening to the spirit of God. And it comes from walking with wise people making a commitment that we are going to walk with wise people. And, and these are things we need to teach our children, those of us that have kids. Who are those wise people? Because again, there's, there's foolish people. There's also evil people. And it's not a fun conversation, but we do need to make sure that our children know that. That there are evil people in this world that want to cause them harm, that want to use them. And we need to teach these principles. We need to live these principles. And then we need to teach these principles Walking with wise. Why? Because if we walk with the wise, the people we do life with, the people that we allow into that inner circle to influence us, we walk with wise people, we're going to be wise. But if we follow foolish people, we're going to go down a path of harm and a path of destruction. So I ask you, make that commitment today. Make the commitment to be the wise person, to bring others along that journey. And then secondly, make the commitment to walk with wise, godly people in your life. And I know that's your desire. And that's why you're here today. Those that are tuning in online, that's why you're watching because your, your desire is truly to have wise, godly, a, a godly community of people in your life that you can do life with and that you can walk with in life.